Thank you, everybody. Great to be before you. And uh, I've just got an apology to make. Apparently, uh, Boz Wizard is a female. I do apologize. I should not have assumed uh, in that way. Um, but it's still good to have you anyway. Um, and we can assume a lot of things, can't we? Um, we can assume uh, all sorts of things. And it can be quite confusing in a day like this with all the guidelines that are around and uh, even the measures of what we use for our lives and for church and, uh, and for either, either, even two meters distance. I've got a, I've got a two meter stick here. I'm going to use it as a little bit of an illustration through uh, this morning. It's, it's longer than you think. I assumed that it, it probably wasn't quite that long. I've probably been breaking quite a lot of um, rules over recent days. And uh, I, I just, um, I heard of uh, some leaked guidelines uh, that are coming out this week. Leaked go COVID guidelines. Um, it says this, you can meet with another person from outside your family with an A or an R in their name, <laughs> unless it's a Wednesday. Family members are okay unless it's the third Monday after Pancake Tuesday. People under 5 foot 11 aren't allowed to go to a pub unless they have brown hair. Cat owners are exempt from all of the above, unless, of course, the cat is ginger. It can be a bit confusing, can it, in these days? By the way, they're not the new COVID guidelines. I'm, I'm sure you've, you've got that. We are taking them very seriously here uh, in the room. That's partly why this two-meter stick helps us. But clarity is so important, isn't it? And at a time like this in the church, I want to bring some what I hope will be clarity for us in terms of what we're about and where we're going in these days. We, you know, in all of the changes, there's one thing that hasn't changed, and that's our vision. That's what I want you to hear right at the, off the bat this morning. We're still here to see lives transformed every day across the bay. We said at the start of the year that we wanted to be a blessing. We just felt that God had blessed us so much in terms of the people amongst us, the place that we have, the, the goodness of God. And we wanted to be a blessing, therefore, to others. We took it straight out of Genesis 12 to um, Abraham, God speaking to Abraham. He says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. God says to Abraham, and what? And you, Abraham, and all of your people, you will be a blessing. And then he goes on to say, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Well, we might not be able to bless all the peoples on the earth, but we can certainly bless some. And that was our hope and our heart for this year here in Bournemouth at Citygate. We spoke about a five-year plan. I don't know if you can remember it. If not, check it out online. Refresh your memory about what we're about. It's so important that you have clarity on who we are and where we're going. We said we would do this blessing thing by lots of different ways, and many of you have, have put that into practice. We said we'd go for a new site in Southbourne with an adoption of a church called Southbourne Evangelical Church. We said we wanted to raise like influence across the board in church, leaders um, across every area that would be a blessing to others as they served. We said we wanted to give more than we've given before financially, just so that we could give more away, as it were. 
And uh, we also wanted to give to things like an enhancing of our social media kind of presence and platform, but, and to resource our mission, which are one and the same. And then the curse of COVID-19. You know, and it, and it just hit us. And Southbourne plans were kind of on hold. Our leadership development plans, at least face-to-face, were put on a shelf. And our building was closed. Our door was shut, so it seemed. And uh, you thought, well, what is going on here? There was not an offering bucket in sight for several months since March. Was it a curse? Well, in some degrees, yes. But in other ways, God was moving amongst his people. You know, do you remember that acronym at the start of the year, the B-L-E-S-S? Do you remember that? It's going to come up on the, your screen. Um, like, this was how we were going to go about some of those things, just to help for us to grab a hold of. Begin with prayer. Boy, did we begin with prayer. You know, 60, 70 of us on Zoom, just feeling the importance of the moment as COVID hit, coming together and petitioning God. We listened. Yes, we listened to God in new ways, both for ourselves and for others, didn't we? We, we listened to other people, it seemed, a whole lot more in terms of how they were doing as well. We chatted with neighbours and our community kind of got smaller, didn't it, as we were in our roads with the people that we could actually see from a day to day. You know, we've formed a foundational relational bed with Southbourne over that period. We even started to listen to our, our friends of colour in this place of Black Lives Matter as that hit and we listened intently to the pain and the hurt of the racial injustice that many of us had little or no idea that was still such a big thing, although we kind of thought it would be. We listened. We ate. We eat. We've eaten, some of us far too much over COVID, I'm sure. But what does it represent? A resistance community, being together, family and our life groups came together on Zoom, didn't they? And uh, we made it work. We, we, we did other things that were serving other people scattered we were across the bay and we began to interact with our neighbourhoods. Instead of giving here perhaps, we gave by buying shopping for those that couldn't go out. We began to create WhatsApp groups. We began to, some people did music in their streets. It was amazing. We've seen some of the videos, haven't we? Key workers serving and being a blessing where they were. We gave to an incredible COVID fund. We were able to set up a food bank in this building. Man, we've been a blessing. I want to encourage you, church. And some of us got to share our story, didn't we? for the reason for the hope that we have to those that had little hope at that time and anxiety and all those things were, were part of what, they, what we are and still are. And now we can get back to normal, right, can't we? We can get back into our building, can we, just about. We can shut the doors. We can breathe a big sigh of relief, if you like. Oh, that was tough, that was hard. And we can go back to just what we went back to. You know, it reminds me of uh, the Israelites in the time of Nehemiah. They, uh, Jerusalem had been invaded by the Babylonians, destroyed the temple. Israelites were scattered. They were taken into exile. And uh, about 50 years after that moment, there was a sense in which we need to go back to what we had 
We need to go back to Jerusalem. We need to rebuild the walls. It was Ezra. It was, it was Zerubbabel. It was Nehemiah. Ez, Zez, and Nez, as I like to call them. And they went back and Zerubbabel, Zez, he was, he was to build the temple and Ez was about the, the Torah, the word of God, bringing that right back to the heart of the community. And Nez, to build wars, a sense of identity and safety and community. Friends, we've got some rebuilding to do as well. But the thing is, they built exactly what they had before on exactly the same framework. They had so much opposition, and if you read the stories, and I encourage you to do so, it was somewhat of an anticlimax when they got to their final completion. And of course, it points to a greater fulfillment of the church to come, something of what we're living in in this age. Do you know what? At that time, there was a contemporary prophet, a prophet around that time. His name was Zechariah. And he saw something different in the spirit. And as a a young man in chapter two had a measuring stick like this one, he began to kind of measure in the spirit the length and the breadth of the walls of Jerusalem. An angel came to Nehemiah and God spoke to him and he said this, Jerusalem will be a city without walls. That's what I'm talking about this morning. We are to be a church without walls. Jerusalem will be a city without walls because of the great number of people and animals in it. And I myself, I love this, will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. That's what God said to Zechariah for the people at that time. What was he really saying? Well, the prophet, as they often do, they came with a a be careful They came with a be careful, don't just build what you've known before. Maybe God wants to do a new thing. You know, applying our old measurements around God's new purposes is a dangerous game. You see, God's purposes can never be confined. They are never to be restrained, as it were. They are bigger always than what we imagine. And in the prophetic, he was saying, don't miss, maybe God's been teaching us through this whole COVID thing. Maybe he's been waking the church up to to understand who exactly they really are and what they're to do in these days as they follow after him. You see, everything's changed in some ways, but not everything. The message is still the same. The enduring and living hope of the gospel has not changed, but it might need to be packaged a bit differently. And as much as I've wanted to come back, and you need to know that I've, I've missed this, and I'm sure many of you have, and it's still not quite as we would like it, I know, but I'm grateful that you are here because it talks of a togetherness. Whether you're watching online or watching in the room, it talks of a togetherness of the gathered church, which is part of who we are and part of what God has put in us and will always be part of who we are. But let's not lose what we gained through being a scattered people, through focusing again on our communities, through helping those in need who was a neighbour of yours and of mine of praying for God 
to shake this nation. And maybe that's exactly what he's been doing. Zechariah was also saying, yeah, be careful, but be faithful. Be full of faith, because this kingdom is expansive. God wants to do a new thing in Jerusalem. God wants it to be without walls, because he wants to demonstrate you to the nations around exactly what they were always meant to be. Not to just rebuild what you'd had in the past, but to look for what God was doing. The city was going to be different. It was going to be more open for increase. There was a confidence, therefore, and a courage that Zechariah was bringing to the people to build and to build with a prophetic eye, but to build with confidence and to courage as they restarted a chapter in their life. There were two keys that came with this particular aspect. That God was going to be the fire around them. This is a picture of the fire surrounding campers at night. Here we are in Swanage. You know, when fire surrounds you, you're protected from the beasts and the bugs and the bats and uh, any prowling lions. There's not too many of those in Swanage. But in, back in the day, that was what it would do. There's a safety. That's what God was going to be. He said, you can build like this because I'm going to be a wall of fire around you. Isn't that great? Isn't that great to hear? Isn't that an amazing picture of the church? You ever worried sometimes about the church? I am sometimes in this season. I think, will the, other, will the church ever recover? All commentators are saying some churches won't come back from this, really. Some people will stop attending and where, will they really engage online? And I'll tell you what, if God wasn't a fire around the church, the church would have died long ago. It would have died long. It survived greater pandemics than COVID, let me tell you. God is at work. His church is being built. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell, Matthew 16, I think it is, 18, will not prevail. They will not prevail. Isn't that good news, church? Amen. Secondly, he's going to be the glory within. You see, as they came together, as they were obedient, as they trusted in him, and as they focused on the expansive nature of his kingdom, he was going to be glory, the the presence of the living God right in their midst. As two or three gather, there he is. He's here amidst us, his glory. You know, the same light that surrounds us, if you like, and protects us, warms us, and gives us his goodness and his greatness. I want to say that what is for the church, corporately, is for you individually. Do you know God surrounds you like a fire? Do you know that in the spirit, if you're a spirit-filled believer, he's in you? The fire of God lives and dwells inside you? It's a fire within and a fire around. Maybe you've been distanced from God in these days. It's not difficult to feel like that, I think. Many of us have struggled with our ups and downs. I want to tell you that social distancing from God is not part of the guidelines. All right? If you are this far away, if you're this far away, from God. It's too far. He wants to rekindle your fire within. He wants you to know again today he's surrounded you with his secure presence 
And the encouragement from me is come back. <laughs> come back to him first. Don't rush back to church if you're not even close with him. Don't rush back to serving if you're not close with him. Don't rush back to giving and tithing if you're not close with him. He wants to be close with you. He hasn't left you. He will never leave you or forsake you. We're going to continue to be a blessing here at Citygate. We're going to play our part in the glorious future that Zechariah was seeing and that one day we will see in eternity this great city where God himself will be the light. <laughs> Just his glory will be the light. What are we going to continue to do? Well, we put a measuring stick up a bunch of, a bunch of things. And the uh, first one is sites and meetings. We're still going to pursue Southbourne. You know, even over this period, I'm amazed. That relational bed that we formed has allowed us to start um, back in Southbourne. They've started two meeting together. We're preaching there and hosting there and leading worship there now, which is a huge step forward. And right now, they're making the decision. Um, John Hughes, the leader there, the elder there, is, is asking them to commit to the way forward to become a site of City Gate. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that amazing? Some of you have already gone. Some of you are yet to go to Southbourne. Did you know that? As you are open to God, some of you more, I believe, are going to go. There was a prophetic word that was one and one equals three. All right, now my maths aren't great, but I know that's not right. And the sense of it that it was one church and one church would equal like three times. Like a third would go from here, a third would be there, and a third would be added, like in a quick succession. We need to pray for that, don't we? Maybe you're a part of that solution. What about online? Well, incredibly, we wanted to up our social media and our online presence. I mean, what is going on? We've done that remarkably. I'm so proud of our team. But more, we have been getting a message of Jesus out to more people than we would normally have done. That is significant. We want to keep going on that way. You know, to put online back on the shelf would perhaps be our greatest kind of misadventure that God has opened up for us. You know, it's like, it's like being on a high street in the world of Amazon and just hoping that people are going to show back up to your shop. Whereas we can broadcast and give that message to so many more. We need to shift our resources, and we have done. Mike Pomeroy sat at the back there. He was a venues and building manager in Citygate. He is now manager of our online streaming and our technical team. It's amazing how God has enabled that to have. Maybe we need to do a second meeting even here. If there's more of you that are going to start to come in and be together, then we are full today. And I want to encourage you, keep signing up because we're open to what God wants to do. And we'll seriously think about what that means for us so that more people can have the opportunity to engage with him and be together. What about our 
building. This one's been closed for a while in the sense of the church has been open, but actually our doors have been closed. And then we started to get the food bank in here, and we were like, wow, this is, this is great. We're right at the heart of serving some of those in need with an opportunity to come into our space and to find out more about him. We want to enhance that. You know, this building has often been about providing a rental income, and it's been a very valuable rental income, and we're so grateful to God for that. But we want to press in to be a community for the poor. Prophetic over this building just recently was that over this building was good news. And the, the man who brought this prophetic word said, I feel like it's good news for the poor. It's Isaiah 61, that we're to open our doors to those who most need it. And we've got this idea with Ed, who was doing the food bank of a community hub. And a hub of the community that serves at the very most needs of where people are at. In this recession, in this age, we need to help people with debt. We need to help people with domestic violence. We need to help people with relationships. We need to help people with all sorts of things. And we want this place to be used in that way. And Ed has done a great job. We want to release him to have more time to make that happen. And so he now has taken on venues and building from Mike and is going to help us raise a community hub here, which means we probably need some more operational support under Sean to enable us to keep going. But it's a fantastic opportunity. It's something that God's doing differently that we want to get on the back of. We've had seven years of plenty. And if there's a famine, another prophetic word for us, we want to be right at the center of it. God said that we're going to be a, a blessing, a resource center for those who need it most. Bringing relief, yes, but bringing restoration, telling them of the good news of Jesus and perhaps reform. There's more injustice for us to get on the back of and to see changed in Jesus' name. The last one I want to talk about, there's a list up there, I might not get to all of them, is prayer. Man, we need to pray. You know, I was so thrilled when I saw 60, 70 people coming in on Zoom. I thought maybe as the church turns to prayer, as we humble ourselves, maybe, God, you're going you're gonna to bring something extraordinary. And I think he's in the midst of it. But friends, let's not give up praying. We're going to be there Wednesday, Zoom, 45 minutes, 7.30, it's so good on Zoom. I tell you, it's, it's not good in other ways, but you can just tune in, tune out, and we can petition heaven 45 solid minutes of praying for his kingdom to come, for this church to be as expansive as we would like it to be. And we'll help all of these things are for our mission as God leads us. Jerusalem was rebuilt but she never attained to the former greatness of the glory that she once had it was not the end of the story because Christ God hedged the church around and there's always been the glory within we continue to want to be a church without walls that's what our new series is going to be in the coming weeks we're going to talk about 
worship, the temple. We're going to talk about uh, community. We're going to talk about what it is to be church together in all those ways. Some of them, as the Bible says, and some of them new expressions as we learn how it is to worship without singing. For example, this city may not yet be built, but friends, let's fling its doors wide open. I'm going to invite the band to come back, and in a minute we're going to declare this by song. We're not going to hunker down, as it were. This is not a time to hoard, in our opinion, though all the people who would speak about the world would say it is. Don't, don't, don't push out. It's a, we're in a recession. We're going to go for what God has put upon our heart. We're going to believe in faith for an expansion of his kingdom in these days as we play our part in being a blessing to this town and to the nations of the world. We have more to reach. (laughs) We have more mouths to feed. We have more injustice to dance upon. Let's let the fire of God burn first in us and then let it burn around to those that would look on and say, wow, God is at work. His church is glorious. He is alive. We're going to sing an old anthem called um, Did You Feel the Mountains Tremble? It's an absolute classic. And uh, it talks about flinging wide his heavenly gates. And as we sing this, uh, the response for you could be many. You might just want to be on your knees, coming back to God in a fresh way. You might want to actually dance on some injustice (laughs) this morning. You can go to the back and do that. That's absolutely fine. We'd love to see it. You might just want to commit yourself to the vision again for the rest of this year. Or you might want to just be start to intercede through this song. Start to pray. Because God's going to put stuff on your hearts too. To see this incredible thing come about. Every one of us, every one of us is vital to the fulfillment of this great vision and mission that God has put before us. Let's sing.